We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel here for another Brooklyn Buds and another win to recap. The Nets take down the Charlotte Hornets 102-86. to Thanks in large part to, I think, the first, the fourth, not the first, the fourth 30-piece for Mikhail Bridges as a Brooklyn Net. 33 points for him tonight. And it was a tale of two halves. The Nets were absolutely steaming in that first half. Nothing Everything was going down. Mikael Bridges had 19 points in the third, the first quarter. And I have a stat for you here. That 19 points in the first quarter matches the highest of his career. I think it actually was the highest of his career. And he's also the 16th player ever since... Sorry, 16th player since 1996 to go 9 or 9 or better in a single quarter. I think... Kobe and LeBron are the two uh, the two guys that have done that twice. And Spencer was, was great in that first quarter too. You know, nine points, five assists in that first quarter. He had a really positive game. And Mikel Bridges was six of six, you know, halfway through that quarter. So it was just lights out. And, and at the half, you know, the Nets were 52% from the field, 10 of 26 from three. They were 10 of 13 from the free throw line. You know, Cam Johnson was chipping in. You know, Spencer had 15 at the half. Joe Harris had nine points at the half. So things were going really well. And, and you know, they, they limited the field goal percentage for the Charlotte Hornets to 35%. You know, they were only three of 13 from three in the first half. You know, and they were winning the rebounding battle as well. And they only had one turnover, I think, in the first half. Let me take a look how they finished the game in that department. They only finished with eight. So the second half, things got stagnant. Things got sloppy. But that first half was just quality hoops. But the second half, 32 points. So things certainly did slow down. I alluded to you know, over 50% shooting. So let me take a look. They were 25 of 48 in the first half, and they finished 36 of, of 92. So they went 11 of 44 in the second half, if I'm not mistaken, if my math is correct. You know, 44. Yeah, I'm right. I'm <laughs> just doing the math in my head as we speak, guys. And they finished 12 of 43 from three after starting 10 of 26. So they hit two threes in the second half, two of 17. So it was... Things just got really sloppy. It was just sloppy as, as sloppy Joes. But you know, ultimately, it's a win. You 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 take care of business, and and I think the story from this one uh, was Mikael Bridges. You know, he was just absolutely superb. He was hitting absolutely everything, and I think 
the discussion around Mikhail is always going to change for me because, like, what is his ceiling? I've put out Chris Middleton before. I've put out Paul George before. I've seen people putting out Jimmy Butler before. I'll go to this tweet from Netsman Up, who do a great job on Twitter. They, they put out his last 22 games compared to some other wings in their fifth season of basketball. So Mikhail in his last 22 games, 23.9 points, 4.3 rebounds, 4.2 assists on plus 4.39, a plus 4.3 true shooting percentage. Kawhi Leonard, 21.2 points, 6.8 rebounds, 2.6 assists. So Kawhi, a plus 7.5 true shooting. So that's obviously great, probably the best player out of this list. And his rebounding is a bit more positive than than Mikhail's. But I think I like Mikhail's playmaking a little bit more, a bit more fluid there. Jimmy Butler, 20.9 points, 5.3 rebounds, 4.8 assists, plus 2.1 true shooting percentage. And Paul George, the player that I alluded to, 23.1 points, 7 rebounds, 4.1 assists. So... Out of that list, you know, you can put Mikhail in that list given his extended stretch in, in Phoenix and, and now in Brooklyn. And I, I, I'm just in, intrigued to see, you know, the pull-up three, the, the mid-range game, the defense, the the playmaking, putting the ball in his hands. Good things are happening and efficient things are happening even more so. And like, it's just, it's just awesome to see. It, it really, really is awesome to see. So... I can't say what his ceiling is going to be. Is it a Jeremy Butler, Chris Middleton hybrid? Is it a 1B? Is it a 2A? Look, I'm just enjoying the conversation because it's a positive conversation about a guy that has talent upon talent upon talent, 26-year-old who's only getting better. And I think, let me just quickly find it, guys, because I think on the night overall, you know, he it was his fourth 30-point game. I just need to quickly find it because I want to get the stats right for everyone here, but... What he's doing just with the ball in his hands, he's a three-level scorer. You know, in terms of his scoring tonight, you know, Mikael Bridges finished the game 12 correct, from guys, the field. 12 30, 30 points, points seven eight from, from the free throw He's averaging 3.1 really points that he continues to be aggressive getting there. 84 percent two assists, had a block, percent plus 14 three, and 91 points, so from the free throw line. Love what he's doing so far. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless with how well this guy is playing and uh, I'm enjoying this journey and... I think I sort of had this thought on, on the drive into work today, thinking about, could Mikhail Bridges have been the best player that the Nets could have gotten in this Kevin Durant trade? Because there were rumors around Jalen Brown, there were rumors, Scotty Barnes, rumors around Pascal Siakam, you know, all those sort of guys, and Brandon Ingram. And I think you can make somewhat of an argument. I think Jalen Brown's probably the top of that list. You know, I think Mikhail Bridges' as a two-way player is superior to Brandon Ingram. And I think that there is untapped, excuse me, offensive potential for him as well. So look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm too high on Mikhail and I'm, I'm, I'm sipping the Kool-Aid a little bit, but it tastes bloody good. It tastes bloody good. So another superb game from Mikhail Bridges tonight. Uh, and he was ably supported from Spencer Dimity. Uh, Jacques Vaughn mentioning after the game that his IQ has been a big impact on the team and, and the way that they're playing. And I think we saw the IQ from him. I think I... Nick and I discussed that some of his decision making and his shot d- decisions around his shots uh, that he takes can leave a little bit to be desired at times, whether it's the, the pull up threes, the mid ranges, those sort of things. But yeah, tonight, despite being three of ten from three, three of four from the free throw line, nine of nineteen from the field, so we're six of nine on shots outside of the three point range, but eight rebounds and eight assists, as well as two blocks and a steal, plus thirteen on the night. Look, twenty four points and, and thirty nine minutes overall. The Nets rely heavily on Spencer Dinwiddie to create offense for himself and others, and he was just 
able to get to the rim at will. You know, the Hornets don't have a, a, Nick, a Nick Claxton, a Jaron Jackson Jr., or a Brooke Lopez down there. So you know, Spencer could have easily gotten a, a couple more free throws and, and continue to, if he just had attacked the, the lane you know, relentlessly, he probably would have had a more efficient night, but a, a positive night for Spencer Dinwiddie and, and, and good for him. You know, a, a, a nice little bounce back for him of sorts. Cam Johnson, despite being 3 of 13 from the field, still still had a double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds, love his size, 2 assists, got elbowed in the face by Mark Williams, and he had to go to the locker room, he was just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding, hit a free throw while he was bleeding, it was like sort of Kobe-like when he broke his, not Kobe-like when he, you know, he did the Achilles, but you know, it just reminded me of that, don't mean to make ill-informed, uh, ill-informed comparisons, but yeah, Cam can still impact the game in positive ways. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Moving on to Clax, guys, who was just two points shy of another double-double. Had eight points, 12 rebounds, including 11 defensive, one offensive. Three dimes, three blocks, another three blocks for Clax City. Two or four from the free-throw line, three or five from the field. The impact that he has is, look, I don't want to say immeasurable, but it's close to it, you know, and all that in 27 minutes of playing time too. So, you know, the fact that he can do that in 27 minutes of playing time. We've seen what he can do with extended runs as well. Continues to be an immeasurable defensive force and just super comfortable with the ball in his hands. And look, he had his way, you know, when he was in the paint. It's as simple as that. You know, he patrolled the paint and then some uh, when it came to taking care of the Hornets whenever they wanted to get in there. Clack said, no, thank you. Uh, moving on to Dorian Finney-Smith. Two of eight from the field, 33 points. 33 minutes, sorry. One of five from three. One of five from three. Seven boards, including three offensive. Love what he does as a rebound. I mentioned that on the last episode. Two assists, two blocks as well. Plus 23 on the night. Other than Royce O'Neal led the team in that department. Only had the five points, but I still think that whenever he's out there, he's just... He's helped defense. I think he's starting to find his footing within that defensive scheme. And he's just always going to be a net positive. He's an upgrade over Royce. It's just you want the consistency from three. You know, it was 5-11 last night. Now it goes one of five. I still trust the shot, but want a bit more consistency from that. I get into the bench. Royce O'Neal, one of six from the field. The only shot that he hit was a three. Had three assists, two rebounds. Had a steal as well. Also had a block. Was plus 25 on the night. Look, Royce continues to be a solid contributor off the bench. You know, can be a sort of six man. I think Cam Thomas maybe deserves that spot, but we can have that discussion in a little bit. And 
In terms of bench players, guys, I think Joe Harris was really, really positive. Four or six from the field. All four of those were three-point makes. Did only have the one rebound, only had the one turnover. But look, we saw him speak the other day about his body and his lack of confidence in it. And obviously, after all the ankle surgeries and the complications there, he doesn't have the same ability to affect the game defensively as well as around the rim. But man, he's a, a weapon from three if he gets those open three-point shots. So... Look, it's it's disappointing. He can't be more impactful and more positive in, in different facets of the game. But you know, when the Nets needed a three-point shot, Joe Harris was there just to sort of extend the, the margin, giving them a little bit of wiggle room. So solid from Joe Harris tonight. Now, we'll go to the complete opposite of the spectrum with Seth Curry, who in 16 minutes was 0 of 8 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. I think he's... I can't remember what his numbers are. I think someone might have put it out on Twitter in terms of what his numbers have been from the three-point line of late. I think 1 of 15 from three games. Did hear from Del Curry, I think, or his father on the Hornets broadcast that he's been sick of late. Look, I'll, I'll take that. But when you're out there, you're out there. Simple as that. you got the uniform on. You're, you're considered a guy who's got to contribute, and he hasn't been contributing. You know, I think the, the Bulls blowout was his best game of late, and, and now... I don't understand why he's getting 16 minutes and Cam Thomas is getting seven. Look, he had two steals. Yeah, I think he's 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 made some defensive plays in the last couple of games, and you know, against Boston he did he did too. And I thought he was okay against them, but his three point shooting, his number one skill hasn't been there. Cam Thomas only the seven minutes. I'm a bit perplexed. You know, I. I I think I've said that his development should be a priority for the Nets, plus eight in, in those seven minutes as well. And when the Nets had a massive margin, he should have seen some more playing time. You know, he has a lovely floater. It's probably my favorite shot that he does take when he, he's able to get to the line. And, you know, he's good at driving to the rim as well when he's when he's aggressive. So I don't understand why Cam Thomas is getting seven minutes. It sort of reminds me of like him having to re-earn the trust of Jacques Vaughn like he had to earn the trust of Steve Nash. <sighs> I'm I'm a little bit scratching my head here. Uh, just I don't know, but uh, Yuta Watanabe also returned, guys. Six minutes for him. Over two from the field. Over one for three. But good to see Yuta back. You know, didn't really contribute. Didn't really get the chance to contribute in the time that he was thrown out there. But you know, ultimately, good to see Yuta the shooter back. Hopefully, he gets a bit of form. Hopefully, Jacques Vaughn uses him in the right matchup. In the right matchups. Hopefully, as well, Edmund Sumner comes back and can replace some of those Seth Curry minutes. Whether it's him or whether it's Cam, Seth just shouldn't get minutes. Like the reason why Charlotte were able to get back into it were some poor plays on the offensive and defensive end from Seth Curry. So look, it's not the reason why the Nets had a 32 point second half, but they weren't great. I'll just put it that way. They were not great by any stretch of the imagination. After the break, guys, I'll get to some more talking points, including Nerlens Noel, who is now a Brooklyn Net. Now, let's get to the, the rest of the sort of game notes because Nick was lucky enough to be at the game and I told him I'd, I'd shout out some of these uh, little talking points that he gave. So he said DFS had some nice help defense. Cam Johnson just missed shots that he normally hits. I think he might have been a bit shaken up from that Mark Williams elbow. He said Joe had one of his better games, which is obviously cool to see. Cam Thomas should have got Seth minutes, <laughs> echoing the sentiment that I and every other Nets fan had. And Mikhail needed more plays run for him, not just isolation plays. So we heard Jacques Vaughn sort of say that you know the offense against the Knicks was essentially just the KD offense with Mikhail and, and other players replacing KD and Kyrie. Now, I, I think that there needs to be great offensive creativity greater sets, more sets. Let Igor Kokoshkov do his job. 
run some plays for, for Mikael because this guy has talent upon talent upon talent. Put the ball in his hands, you know. He's playing a lot of position, a, a lot of time where he is the lead ball handler. Let him cook. Let Brooklyn Bridges cook. So let's get some more plays for him as Nick alluded to as well. But uh, I'm guessing in saying that, guys, we got a couple of Ben Simmons updates. You know, not really a, a BS report of sorts, but we did get hear from him both on after the Boston Celtics, oh, sorry, before the Boston Celtics game, and also today, uh, speaking to the media pregame, Jacques Vaughn, he was sort of saying that uh, Ben Simmons did have an MRI and it showed that there was uh, inflammation. So there's there's that. Uh, he did say this as well, and I, I'm taking this via Eric Slater on Twitter. When the back gets better and when the knee gets better, then he'll be with us. So we want that to happen as soon as possible. We, all, we also want to take care of him and make sure that those two things are good. So if you want to say day by day, we can agree to day by day, but we're going to take care of him, try to get him healthy. We want him back as soon as possible. I mean, the Nerlens Noel signing, Utah being back, why not just shut him down? I, I don't get what is the value of providing him games. You know, maybe sh- shutting him down takes a mental load off of his shoulders. That's that's something I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with Ben Simmons, but these injury woes, knee, back, everything in between, they're not good. It's just as simple as that. They're not good, but... What is good is the Nets have a backup center. I, it was funny, I've been forced to eat my own words in the fact that Nerlens Noel, a guy who was brought out by the Detroit Pistons, I was like, oh man, I love him on the Nets, but I can't see him going to a team of the, the Nets elk. Obviously, they're not necessarily contending, but he did. And the initial reports were that he'd, he'd signed, but it's now been confirmed that it is a 10-day deal. So... So the Nets have 19 games over the next eight weeks. Um, Noel's only 28 years old. You know, I, I think that he can be a very able backup to to Nick Claxton. You know, you've got, give Claxton 30 minutes, give Nerlens Noel 18 minutes. You, know, you don't have to play DFS at the five, use what's an RB at the five. Obviously, Noel has struggled a little bit in terms of his, his health and his impact in, in Detroit. But I just think, excuse me, guys. I just think that his room protection... He's rebounding, just the, the, and I think he'll switch well. I think he's he's quite fluid there. It'll be interesting to see if he can make an impact, and if he does, I think he can be a backup center behind Clax for the next couple of years. You know, he sort of fits the timeline. Mikael Bridges, twenty six, Cam Johnson, twenty seven. Sign this guy for a couple of years if he shows you something. You know, I I, I think that you'd be you'd be silly not to. You'd be silly not to. But he, he in terms of what he showed for the Knicks a couple of years ago. You know, he, he played in 54 games, you know, averaged 5.1 points, 6.4 rebounds, 1.1 steals, 2.2 blocks uh, in, in 64 games, sorry, um, for, for them. And then second in blocks behind Rudy Gobert that season as well. So I think it can be a really, really good add for this Nets team if we, given the time, and Jacques Vaughn hopefully does play him in that stretch as well. So fingers crossed for that. Fingers crossed that... You know, Ben Simmons gets himself right as well, but Nerlens Noel, I think, can make an impact. You know, a lot of people are sort of saying that it's indicative that Daron Sharp won't get any more of the minutes. Maybe he's on his way out too. Maybe he doesn't fit the, the Nets' future. Maybe he's it just doesn't fit the Nets in, in general. And you know, Ben Simmons obviously isn't going to be back anytime soon either. But you know, Nick put this out there as well. I'll just basically say what he said on Twitter. At 28, Noel should provide should still have plenty of juice. Offensively, he can rim run, catch oops, and provide some activity on the offensive boards where the Nets have been better. They've been rebounding the ball pretty well. And I think he might have a developing chemistry with Spencer doing in the pick and roll. Defensively, he's mobile and can block shots. 
He should provide the nets with a competent backup center, something they haven't had all season long. Nick is always providing very able analysis of a player that hopefully can make a big impact on the nets. And hopefully, guys, the nets continue winning some bloody games. It's so much better to recap these games, especially solo when there is a W on the board to recap. Mikhail Bridges continues to cook. Spencer Dimity finding some form. Nolan's Noel might have his first Brooklyn Nets game coming soon. But we ride, Nets world. We ride. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.